There we go. Well then, we are live. And uh, today is June 6th. No, 2nd. Jeez, man, I'm all over the place. Well, Memorial Day weekend just happened. It's a pretty good weekend. It was a relatively cold Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here in Pittsburgh. So, I basically stayed inside. Didn't do too much. But Monday was really nice. And I went out to my parents' place. We had burgers, chilled out on the deck. It was nice. I enjoyed it. And now it is crappy again outside as I look outside my window. And it's cold and humid. Oddly humid for how cold it actually is. So, there's that. But, um, but yeah, just got finished working for the day. Had a lot of calls today. It's pretty nuts. Um, but over the weekend, I was tallying things I wanted to talk about for this podcast. And I wrote them down here so I wouldn't forget them because I had really good ideas and a conversation or two with like a friend. <laughs> and I really wanted to go straight conspiracy theorist for this podcast so I don't believe this is for the faint of heart <laughs> if you have a brain and would like to retain all of the cells in it you probably don't want to keep listening if you like conspiracy theories and mumbo jumbo keep on listening this is going to be right up your alley uh, so <laughs> I'm just putting in a disclaimer now. Everything that I have to say, I may or may not actually think is true. I'll keep you hanging, but just because I say something doesn't mean I actually believe it. But it would be a really cool idea if, you know, that sort of thing. So, let's start with all the alien talk that's been going on. There has been a lot of stuff ramping up in regards to aliens. And it's June now. Apparently all of these documents are supposed to get released. We're supposed to find out if the U.S. government has been hiding aliens, their bodies, their spaceships, if Russia made contact with them at any point. All that stuff, right? So... I think this all began, from what I remember, um, researching all this stuff. President Trump issued an order, and he was basically saying, if there's any evidence for aliens, you have to release it by June of 2021. And that's why all this stuff is starting to come to the surface, because there was some sort of government issue or executive order, something like that, that is causing any documents to be released. So that's why everything's getting all hyped up for this month, because if there was something, it's supposed to be released by now. And since 
late last year, late 2020, early 2021, there have been people, you know, giving accounts, testimonies. There have been some podcasts with the guys, like, you know, Joe Rogan had his podcast with uh, David Fravor, all those guys, and they've told their stories, and I think they are being encouraged to tell their stories because this stuff is going to get out eventually. So there's two trains of thought on this, right? The government is slowly trying to ramp people up to believing in aliens that, you know, they're releasing things here and there, little drops at a time. So once we do get hit with the news, hey, aliens exist, it's not, oh my god, what? It's more, oh yeah, well, all the videos, and I knew it, is is more the mentality, right? Oh, I knew it. I knew the government was hiding something. I knew it from all the evidence that I've seen over the past four or five years. I knew it. I knew it. So they're trying to make people think they're on to them. Uh, they know more than they do. So when it, the time comes, it like eases the shock, <laughs> right? It eases the shock of them. Um, and then there is the mentality that none of it's real. All of these weird videos and everything are, they're just fake. Um, or they're random occurrences that don't have any backing. And it is exactly what it is. It's just, hey, we have a video of a thing. Made no actual contact. The government doesn't actually know if there are aliens or not. Right? So it, it's one way or the other, right? It's the government knows. And they just haven't told us. Or... The government is just as clueless as everyone else is. And yes, we have these videos or this evidence and still nobody knows what it is. It's not like a for sure, hey, this is aliens. It's it's just, oh, yes, we don't know. Um, so, uh, the other thing I thought of <laughs> that coincides with this is the COVID vaccine, right? So... This whole year, we've had COVID since 2020, you know, March of 2020. Everything's been shut down. And just now, a year later, it's May, so a year and some months, year and some change. We are finally, most people have at least gotten the first vaccine. Um, a majority have gotten the second as well. So people are getting fully vaccinated and they're well on their way to nipping this thing in the bud and, and moving on, right? But what if, what if the reason for getting this vaccine and the reason that the government pushes it so hard and the reason they're opening up lotteries and things to get people to take it, right? Okay, I find it odd. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but I find it odd that the government is giving away money for people to get the vaccine when they barely ever do that stuff, right? Unless it's pulling teeth to get them to do things. They're always about taking your money, using it for their own purposes. Like just recently have we started, you know, the, the give backs, right? With the stimulus packages and, and all that stuff to actual people. And now to get the vaccine, they want people to get it so bad that they're offering, like in California, a lottery. 
you enter a lottery if you get the vaccine. So to incentivize the people that aren't doing it to go out and do it. And I know there's other motivations. There's motivations like the economy is better when everyone's working and they're out and they're able to, to do things. Entertainment uh, makes more money in California, so they want people to be out, about, moving around, able to do what they want to do because it's healthier um, overall just for our economy, the states, all those things. But what if, <laughs> going full-blown tinfoil hat, right? What if the reason for COVID in the first place and the COVID vaccine is because it's a test from the aliens, right? The aliens have made contact with us and now they know it's around the time, like within a year or two, they're going to reveal themselves, right? And to prep for that, uh, what they did is they gave a mandate to the governments of the world, like the United States, all, all these governments. And they said, we're going to test your readiness as a civilization to join us, like our galactic civilization, right? Our galactic empire, galactic republic, whatever the structure is out there, right? They made contact with us. They see us as a budding civilization, and this is a test to see how we react and how efficient we are as a species, and it will be the deciding factor on whether we get in or not right now, right? So they say your intelligence is on a certain level where we will let you in, but there's still other things that we're not sure of, right? Are, are you more of... Are you as a species too dangerous to let in yet will you start randomly murdering our citizens and our things just for crimes of passion like whatever right so they probably have some reserves about us because we still have murders and and famine and all this stuff right so now this can go two ways too <laughs> for the deaths right it's get here's the virus let's see how you respond to it and see how many people you can get vaccinated and if you get to a certain threshold like a, a certain threshold of people willingly do what the government tells you to do we'll let you in because we have rules that you're going to need to follow right um so they want to make sure you can follow rules follow like authority uh i'm pretty sure once you get to that sort of point where you're in a galactic federation or, or a galactic republic or, or whatever that's out there the I, the individual kind of goes away for more of the collective, right? You, I think to be a spacefaring race, you need to be more, I want to say, like, a, a sort of communist in a sense, but not like full-blown communist, you know? It's, it's more, we do a certain things on a utilita utilitarian sort of level where it's it's for the good of everybody um everybody you know we have such technology that we're able to feed everybody clothe everybody house everyone people get like certain jobs to to help you know you probably have like some sort of service uh that you need like you have a certain amount of years that you do need to spend doing certain things uh to make the galactic federation run to make all that stuff run so they need to see if we're at a point that we can do that and if not if they look at the numbers and they say, you were only able to get, you know, 65% of your population vaccinated, that's not good enough. Uh, 
we're just going to put an embargo on your planet and leave you to float around in space for another thousand years before we contact you again, right? Uh, so they, that might be their decision, right? Or it is this. It's, hey, we're going to conquer your world and, and envelop it into this. And um, people that can't think for themselves and people that just do whatever they're told, we're just going to turn them into slaves. So whoever gets the COVID vaccine, they are now enslaved into like the general populace because they're just told what to do and they do it and they think, okay, these are the ones that are that can be assimilated and so we're just going to take them and enslave them into uh, our worlds and uh, we're just going to kill the rest. <laughs> Because they're uncooperative or or whatever, right? They're, they're going to say whoever was able to take it, uh, like, they're docile enough, right? They're, they are for the collective more enough. They're, um, you know, they do what they're told more enough. And then anyone that's unruly enough to not do it or, or not cooperate or, or whatever out of their own free will, they will see as not good enough, Um not, to, at this point, it probably wouldn't be to join them even, it, but they just like end up killing them. <laughs> they just get rid of them, right? So it's either, it's like an all or nothing, right? It's like, hey, did you get to a th- certain threshold? Will we let you into our republic? Will you be a planet and will we share all our technology with you and all this information and and basically make your civilization and your species join into like a, like a crazy galactic galaxy-wide civilization um and be like a piece of that puzzle or are you guys is a certain population not good enough you're all still kind of too dumb for everybody uh so we're going to treat you like pets like we'll keep you but we'll only keep the docile ones that freely do what they're told um and then kill the rest of them so it's it will be like their dogs right you you train them and breed them to be um more docile more forgiving more you know the traits you want out of them uh so what they're going to do is they're basically going to kill the ones that are unruly and have undesirable traits for them and their civilization and they're going to keep the ones that uh you know got the vaccine because they were like yeah okay i'll do it obviously it's coming from a good place and you want that to happen but um (laughs) and just the thought i had what if right what if the aliens were testing us with the COVID vaccine? Now it's all coming together, right? The vaccines, the vaccinations have happened. But that that kind of that makes a lot of sense when you think of the government pushing for it so hard. What is their ulterior motive? Why are they so crazy about doing it there they don't do it out of the goodness of their heart most of the time it's there is an underlying motivation there's money there's some sort of motive more often than not to like get these sorts of things done uh in the united states specifically so that's what i that's where i came up with these ideas was what if <laughs> what is that ulterior motive what if it is the aliens right how does that how does that play into everything um yeah, that's just 
crazy to think about. So just a little little nugget for you guys there. I would like to have some conversations and more topics on it. I think it's a cool thing to think about and embellish and over-exaggerate. It gets more into fantasy sci-fi type writing and thinking than actual truth. You go really far down this conspiracy theory hole. But it's a fun thing to think about, man. What if there is an alien civilization and it's made up of multiple species and they did make contact with us and now they need to decide and COVID's all tied into it. They wanted to see how we responded to a pandemic. They wanted to see how we responded to certain things, how our governments worked. It could all be a test, man. It could all be a test. Oh, boy. Well, piggybacking off of that, there was something I learned about um, that I thought was really cool. It got, I guess it kind of ties into it. It's more futurology type stuff. It's looking into the, like, the future, what it entails for us, how is our civilization going to evolve, those sorts of things. And there was something I was reading about technology. It... There was a conversation about minimum wage, uh, like people being on welfare or universal basic income. And then there was another thing called Javion's Paradox. I hope I'm saying this right. Um, Jevons? J-E-V-O-N-S. And then Paradox. Um, So what this is, I stumbled upon, I think it was a Reddit thread, um originally and that's where this conversation kind of started and then i went down a rabbit hole from there but it was regarding minimum wage and how it has not raised in years right to follow inflation so if you look at somebody that worked in the 80s like worked at a mcdonald's store something like that uh it was like a couple bucks an hour to work at mcdonald's and you know 40 years later, it's now 40 years later, it's not, you know, you think the 80s, oh yeah, the 80s, well, 80, 90, 2000, that's 20 years, and then 2010, 2020, that's 20 more years, 40 years later, some restaurants and, like, minimum wage is around 7 to $10, um, like, legally, most places do cover between like 11 to 12 to 15. You're starting to see 15 now, right? Everyone's talking, oh, at least 15 an hour. 15 should be minimum wage, etc. But legally, I think a lot of states still have their minimum wage set at like $7, $10, something like that. Something ridiculous. It's the absolute minimum you have to pay a worker. Um, not a lot of places can get people if they do have it down there. So Naturally, it's risen a little bit, but you'll see around like $11, $12 an hour to 15 now um, is where minimum wage is at. And people were talking about inflation and somebody made a point about technology eventually being able to cover that, right? And to the point where, hey, we're getting enough from stimulus checks that people aren't working. It's hard for companies to hire people right now, minimum wage workers, because everyone just stays at home 
and doesn't want to do anything. It's not worth it for them to um, like work when they can collect welfare and get the stimulus check every couple months, right? So $1,200 plus welfare, for them it's enough. Enough so they don't have to go to a minimum wage job and they can just kind of sit there and, and not do anything. So you get into this scenario and the solution people were talking about was if technology gets to a certain point, um, we'll eventually have to like shift our society into a more automated and universal... Uh, everyone wants to use the words universal basic income, but it is going to be something along those lines of, hey, we have a universal standard. Every human in the society gets at least this right you'll you'll be able to know that you can live in a place and afford food uh at the basic minimum um and the government will cover that for you or whatever or corporations so basically what they're saying was hey with automation we can like companies can make so much money that they can they should and, and can be like taxed to take some of those profits that now aren't going to be salaries for employees and um, all that stuff because they're going to get rid of their employees they don't need them they're going to displace them and we can use that to instead like still give them like a basic salary um, and feed them and clothe them because they won't be able to get you know jobs and stuff like that and then you get into javen's paradox which is uh this is when technological process or progress or government policy increases the efficiency with which a resource is used, but the rate of consumption of that resource rises due to increasing demand. So basically, technology keeps getting better and better and keeps making things more efficient, but because of that, people are buying more and more of it, and it's like a runaway effect to where uh, people are thinking, oh... Um, I'm trying to think of like an example or, or like the example I read or, or used it's like people think because things will get more efficient they will have to do less work right like a working day will be um, three or four days a week or, or like four days a week and, uh, and then um, you only have to work like five hours a day instead of eight hours a day right People are talking about the work week, automation, things getting more efficient. You, you have to work less now. And people are saying, well, if my company made something more efficient, all of a sudden they're going to expect me to match my productivity to reach that efficiency as well and, and make productivity out of that efficiency. It doesn't mean I get to work less because things got more efficient. It just means I need to keep working the same amount and match that efficiency. So it, it's a runaway effect to where, um, okay, so say you have dressmakers, right? Um, and they're sitting there sewing all day long by hand and their quota is two dresses a day that they have to make. Then all of a sudden somebody invents the sewing machine. They plop it down on their desk and they go, this will make your job and your life so much easier. It's a sewing machine. And all of a sudden, instead of it taking a whole day for these ladies to make two dresses, now it takes two hours, right, 
to make two dresses an hour in a dress. And they're able to do that. Now, does the company expect that employee to go home after two hours of work and reaching her quota of two dresses? No, it does not. It says, well, damn, you made two dresses in two hours. What can you do with a full work day, right? So instead of getting more time off because things got more efficient and and reaching that amount, all of a sudden, instead of making two dresses, their quota is now 15 dresses by the end of the day. Um, so they're still working the same amount. They'll still work nine to five. And they now have to make more dresses to keep up with the efficiency that was created. Um, when in like the ideal world, it'd be like, oh, this sewing machine helped me out. It made everything so efficient. I can make my two dresses in two hours and now I can go home. Two, two dresses is my quota. I can get it done in two hours. I have the rest of the day to do what I want to do. No, you have to keep up with that demand. So then now it runs away. Like, right, the effect gets to a point to where they push human productivity so far and technology has been like, you can communicate now. Everything has to be right now. It has to be instant. It has to be done uh, like correctly with such precision and efficiency. Um, and we're still going to use the full productivity of the day that humans work so the hours didn't go down it's just we just created more stuff in that time and eventually it's going to reach a point it's like a breaking point it won't be able to sustain itself um, and we need to figure out our way past that paradox right we need to manually look at our society and curb the greed of corporations and purposely put limits that is for the best for humanity for ourselves um, and think of a world that is going to transition with all this new technology into something much more livable right it's basically been a runaway effect with like archaic designs and archaic principles and we have technology that has made so many more things more abundant and like efficient and crazy and we're trying to keep up with it but i think a lot of people are starting to get burnt out now because of that so what do we do? How do we get across that plane, across that paradox, that breaking point, right? What does a society look like on the other side of this runaway effect? I'm going to take a drink real quick. So one world I envision and I see is... I think the work week should be shorter. We can start by saying, hey, we really only need a few days a week. We can do like Monday, Tuesday, have Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, have Saturday and Sunday off, right? Do like a midweek break. Um, you don't need to be working 24-7, I don't think anymore. Everything is really efficient. You can get your jobs, most people can like get their jobs done and accomplish tasks in a very short amount of time um, if they sit down and focus and get it done, right? Being somewhere all day locked there for no reason, do you know how much time is wasted by people sitting in cubicles because they, they do what they need to do and then there's like lollygagging between things they're on their phone they're looking at youtube like take all that time that's in productivity and realize 
not try and like squash it and a company shouldn't be looking to squash it and going hey i need to squeeze every freaking ounce of work i can out of my employee but they need to realize that this is like natural human nature and natural like tendencies because it's happened since the dawn of time it will keep happening no matter how efficient and what you um what you do like no matter how you kind of try to make them do stuff like you will have inefficiencies in humans and they are going to want to like take breaks they're going to be a certain amount that they can work um without like drugs and without like performance enhancing substances like sure you give somebody meth they will sit down at a desk and fucking write a novel for you great but that's a risk to their health and their well-being and it's not sustainable right it's not good for them so normal humans realize that there is like a certain number of hours that they can sit down focus accomplish a task a day and other parts of the day they're gonna want to relax go do something else they have other things to do those sorts of things so build it into your workforce realize hey let's do like uh like three hours in the morning a nice hour or two break another solid two or three hours in the afternoon and and that's it for the day right do that a couple times a week and people are going to be much more you know willing to accomplish their tasks they're gonna know hey these are these are my hours let's get it done and they're, they're going to be more willing because they know there's something on the other side they can take their lunch they could take a little break do their thing okay let's get back to it do it like different people are different productive at different times so maybe there is something that better works for them so trying to tailor this into like natural human psyche i think will be important so let's do four days a week let's start by going down to four and i bet you even if we did it if we gave everybody wednesdays off as well like no one worked on wednesdays either are you really going to see a dip in productivity i don't think so i don't think companies are all of a sudden going to be projecting less and uh be losing money and, and doing all this stuff i think the stuff that they would be doing on Wednesday, they just fit into Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and it still gets done. And you're using your time more efficiently, and people have a day off in the middle, and they can relax and do things so they're rejuvenated for the other two days that they work back-to-back. Um, I think it's a, a much better system. Um, and then you're going to run into the issue of, okay, what happens when everything gets automated? And jobs are lost, and there isn't anything to replace um, those jobs. Like there, there isn't availability in the workforce to replace um, all that, all those workers. Like there isn't a place for those workers to go, right? So let's use automated trucking, for example. So cars that can drive themselves. Obviously, for companies, it's going to be way more efficient to automate their shipping services getting product from one part of the country to the other so say you have something built in new york and it needs to go to california put it on a truck you send it out to california it's normally like a three four day trip and then the drivers because drivers are human um they are now mandated uh, through like electronic logging and all these things 
to only drive a certain number of hours and if they do drive certain number of hours oh like if they drive over that limit they are reprimanded for it they're punished you cannot overdo yourself because that's how people get into accidents you can only drive eight hours a day um you have to take like these rests and these breaks like they they basically make them do this so that they're refreshed that they're driving and this is this is a good thing to do because you don't want people to get into accidents but that narrows the productivity right how fast can you get something from one thing to another so say you fully automate it and a company now they don't need a driver that needs to sleep uh that needs to take bathroom breaks that needs to eat you can just straight shot that drive from new york to california like socal um all of a sudden it is more productive and possibly safer through automation so over the next 10 years every trucking company stops hiring drivers and instead they just hire um or they just buy robots they buy the technologies it'll be like a huge capital cost but um they basically have these trucks with these built-in automation systems um and then they tell them where to go pick up the cargo tell them where to go to drop it off done deal all of these truck drivers and workers are now displaced and their skills they might not have the skills to you know their options might be limited right they might not have um the ability to just say well i'll work in finance now or you know i'll work in some other auto automotive thing like if all drivers get replaced like they need to either learn new skill uh you know they're they're gonna be in trouble so what do you do with these people that are now displaced well you can say the money and efficiency and all that stuff that the company is making off of getting rid of these people should be taxed and used to support the people that it displaced because before they were there but now they're not and like eventually we're going to get to a point like this is just one aspect where things are automated what happens when everything's automated and like half the population doesn't have the skills or abilities to do any of the other jobs that are left like what do you do with half of a population that basically they don't they can't work because they don't have like a skill ceiling to do the jobs that actually need a human skill right so there will be jobs that will still need to be humanized like only humans can do it but they're going to be very few and far in between so what do you do with all these people well, that's where this basic universal basic income comes in that's where all this other stuff comes in I previously proposed something like, hey, for the drivers, so say um, say Tesla and Amazon are going to get rid of all their drivers, they're going to make everything automated. Well, with all that money that they're going to save from these people, I proposed for like four to five years telling them, hey, we don't need any of you anymore, we're going to phase you out, but we're going to pay your salary for four to five years still so now take that time and that money and let's reinvest it into your education or a trait that you want to learn and you learn that for the next four to five years 
so that you can transition and get into that other job or that other thing you want to do. And this way, it's like a twofer, right? You phase out your drivers, and eventually it goes into full automation. So after those four or five years, you don't have to pay these people anymore, and you're saving a ton of money because you're able to get things there faster, and you don't have to pay people to do it. So in the long run, you will make money. Don't worry, companies. You're going to make your money, right? But in that transition period, pay for these people to then get re-educated or use that money and time to take it and and find that next thing that they're going to do, right? Um, So let them go to school. Let them get an education. Um, If they wanted to learn another trade, so say they're like, oh, uh, I'm still not maybe smart enough to do this or I don't want to do that. Let me learn another trade. Let me learn welding or let me learn uh, something else, right? Um, so they will still be able to do that. And there's that transition period and it's a little smoother on them, right? You're, you're going to get a lot of pushback from these people that are just losing their jobs if you're not giving them anything in return. So you can kind of do that as a transition period, but eventually you're going to get to the point where it's like, it's not just these people. It's going to be like 50% of the population. The people that are born aren't even going to have the option, you know, when they grow up and they're 18 to do certain things because there's going to be a limited amount of jobs with a limited amount of skills and only the best of the best are going to be able to do it. The rest are all going to be like, okay, what do I do? Unless something new opens up that needs a human touch, I you know I don't see most of the jobs and stuff creating things and the way our economy is based and the way our economy works is like it was people making things, doing things with their hands to create these things to make it more efficient, to make more things to then buy and then you are creating. It's like this runaway cycle. And it's gonna get to this point. It's going to get to this point where it's like you can't do it anymore. You need to find out a way to get past there and have this more utopian-esque sort of thing. So these companies like Amazon that are billions, billions of dollars. Like they have billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Why do they need that much money? And what are they going to do with it? And I think they could put it to good use and we need to do something in regards to like okay companies there's it's gonna ruin capitalism like it cannot people are gonna be scared and you know who's gonna be scared the people with all the money right now because they're gonna be like i can't live my multi-million dollar lifestyle anymore like i can't make more money like i have a bunch of money and i can't make more like yes you can't make more We're going to have to put a limit on, like, what people can earn and do so we can get the rest up to speed. Like, like, I'm talking very socialistic, communistic tendencies, but when you think farther into the future and technology and the way it's going and stuff, like, the gap's only going to get bigger if you don't do something about it. And we should be doing something that is for the greatest amount of people, right? Um... And trust me, the people with the most wealth are the smallest percentage. Like, there are people, like the 0.001% that have multi-billion dollars. They're just on a whole, like, they have no concept of, like, money 
and what they have and the way other people live and what they do is just like inconceivable what they could do with it. They, they could literally Jeff Bezos makes so much money that he could pay all of his warehouse workers like a hundred thousand dollars to work in his warehouse and box shit and he would still be like the richest man on earth it's it's insane he could pay every single one of his employees a minimum of one hundred thousand dollars to work for amazon it would make amazon the dream place to work like the lowest menial task you're still getting you're still making a hundred thousand dollars doing that he could afford that if you don't believe me there's this website where you click on it and you scroll and it visually shows the representation of his like what his wealth actually looks like and you just fucking scroll you scroll and scroll and scroll and it'll show like a little dot and it's like oh this is what the average amazon employee makes and it's like one pixel in <laughs> like this you're scrolling man it is huge it's freaking huge it, it shows the wealth of like other countries and things compared to him and he outshines that right so that's just one man one man has all of this money and i get it like you earn it you deserve it you get it but there is a certain point where it's like when you automate so many things and you get rid of the human element and you consolidate all of this wealth like it's not good for society you create this huge gap between you and like every other normal person um just in the u.s that's not not even the world just the u.s the the pay disparity in the United States alone, you basically you have your people. They make anybody that makes like under a hundred thousand. I'll kind of. I, I mean, yeah, okay, maybe there's like forty thousand, zero to forty thousand, forty thousand to a hundred k. Those guys are kind of all in the same boat. You have your one hundred to two hundred fifty kers. Anyone that makes over three hundred k is pretty well off in the world. That's all your doctors and and stuff and lawyers and whatever and then you have your people that make over a million dollars and those are like very c-level-esque company runners like those sorts of people but then it's crazy that like you have these little buckets and even a millionaire even a millionaire has cannot fathom how much money jeff bezos makes even a millionaire probably doesn't even have close to a concept of like the type of money he has and what he does with it so there's there's a gap even between the millionaires and jeff bezos and what he makes it's, it's huge so it's like oh i'm part of the one percent i make like you know i make a million bucks you know and then you look at what they're making and they just dwarf them so much it's crazy so yeah i don't know that's more of just like a rant but you need to get to this point where that wealth up top needs to be distributed and they do make a lot of money because they have the companies and the position to do it but they're taking advantage of like cutting out people and things that aren't needed and eventually the people that are cut and stuff you cut enough of them and there aren't enough jobs for them and there aren't places for them to go and there aren't things for them to do um and it creates that disparity so i think in the future if we want to get to a nice sustainable point, we're going to have to look at a lot of stuff. We're going to, we're not going to, we're going to have to take companies and really curb them. Like 
environmentally, like their impact on the environment needs to be heavily regulated. They can't just do whatever they want anymore. Because when they do that, yeah, sure, okay, they make a shit ton of money, but it is hurting everything else, right? You let them do these things and they get to a point where they got rid of all their workers, so they're not paying anybody anymore. So it's not even like it's creating jobs. The money's getting consolidated into like upper management and this small group of people. They are harming the environment because their products that they make, they make more than they need or sell and half of it's garbage anyway and it gets thrown out or whatever, right? So I think capitalism needs to change. Capitalism is a good system for the era we were in, maybe the past two, three hundred years, but now it's like with a global world with everyone being able to communicate in the blink of an eye things need to change right and we have to get into a world that no isn't like communist russia where you have a small group of people still controlling everything and all the resources and stuff you need to get away from that you need to level everything out for everyone you need to make sure the playing field is more evened out and sure the rich will still stay rich comparatively they will still be richer than most so they it's okay guys you'll stay rich but you need to give the people down at the bottom the basics for living and make them at least semi-comfortable right um don't give them everything handed to them but let them have a house let them make sure they can eat and if they need an education or want an education be able to educate them those are the things you need to provide to every single human, no matter what. So, that was just a cool concept I thought of. Javen's Paradox, man. Look it up. It's a pretty interesting sort of thing. And I think it's going to be hard. It's going to be real hard to like naturally get past all that stuff without civilization collapsing or people revolting. Or warfare or bloodshed the people at the top are going to want to stay at the top they're they're not going to want to share their wealth even if it's a dollar they do not want to give that shit out and um we just have to make it happen somehow so yeah i think that was pretty good for the rant for today i um it's not the longest podcast but i think it's very concise on what i talked about I like the aliens, COVID, minimum wage, talking about welfare and people's desires not wanting to work because they're basically getting their stuff handed to them. But then you go into the point of like, okay, well, all these companies are making so much money that they're, you know, they could use that for a lot of good. And now, if they do use it for something good, like, okay, Jeff Bezos takes all that money and bans with Elon Musk and they go to freaking Mars and use that money to start a new colony on Mars. That is fine. I then look at it more of as a win because you're using that to further the human race, like in general, right? You're making us a multi-planet species. If you're able to Use that money to send people and supplies and things to Mars and terraform Mars and create a second planet that we can live on. Alright, then I think we're okay. Um, but if they just keep it to themselves and 
man, fuck that. It's just going nowhere. Where does the money go, man? Where does it go? Who's it controlled by? Oh, well, that's it for me today. If you want to send an email, share your thoughts with me, go for it, man. I would love to get emails from you guys. Um, the email that you guys can send things to is no unspoken thoughts at gmail.com. So N O U N S P O K E N and then thoughts with an S no unspoken thoughts at gmail.com. Send me stuff. Send me something you want to cover. If you guys have like a video you want me to watch and comment on, if you have like a situation, tell me what you think of the alien conspiracy. Tell me what you think of the COVID vaccines. Tell me what you think of minimum wage. Tell me what you think of welfare. Tell me what you think of Javen's paradox and the insane wealth that 0.001% of the world has and controls. And, um, yeah. Sorry for the late podcast. It is, what, Wednesday now or something like that? Memorial Day weekend, man. I had stuff to do. Um, but yeah, I will talk to you guys soon. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for going down the rabbit hole with me. And, uh, you can take your tinfoil hat off now. And you might want to go read a book written by someone with actual credentials um, to stave off the stupidity that I probably just implanted in your brain. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.